Well, hello! I am Matt Williams, and this is the Locked On NFL Podcast. How is everyone doing this wonderful Monday? Season is over. Uh, Off-season is revving up. We got free agency in about a month or so. We got the, I'm going to be leaving for the Combine. I'm not sure if I told you this, but for Steelers Nation Radio, I am going to the Combine. Um the end of the month i'll be there from monday is when we drive from pittsburgh to indy until saturday i'll be doing shows all day um i'll be interviewing people we'll be putting a lot of stuff on that i could give to you guys on the locked on so it'll be good stuff um i am at williamson nfl i urge you to follow me there i want to give you an overview of what to expect for these next couple weeks today i am going to give you a breakdown of the eagles offseason the uh champs had a wonderful year but now they will have a target on their chest and people will be coming after them. And we'll be talking about the Foles situation. That's going to be today's show. Um, there'll be a lot of those coming up. For those of you that don't know, I've been doing work for NDT Scouting. And I wrote two of these articles for them. The one about the Eagles and Foles and kind of how it to affect the draft. And then I also did one that's kind of piggybacked off that was... What would I? How would I handle the Patriots offseason? And, and we'll probably have that conversation at some point this week. But I also have been working for Fansided, uh, Fansided.com, their NFL section, obviously. And my first article for them on a regular basis along these lines went up. I, I wrote for them throughout the year, just as in every other every other week, I would write an article for Fansided. Now I'm going to be doing more regular stuff for them. And I'm always looking for more, by the way. If you know somebody that's looking for more writing or whatever, I would love to do it. Always looking to make extra buck and get my name out there. It's fun stuff, obviously. Um, but all these articles, particularly the fan-sided ones, I get paid per down or per view. So I want all you guys to check it out. A bunch of times, on every device possible. Tell all your friends. So I will be tweeting them out like crazy. Uh, the first one hit today... That was Denver. I'm going to do the entire AFC West. I've turned in Kansas City and L.A. I'm getting better at calling the Chargers L.A., by the way. Um, And I will turn in Oakland tonight. So one comes out every day. And the fan-sided ones are a paragraph or two about where where they are in terms of as an organization and what kind of resources they have for the offseason. And then it's like a five-slide thing where... These are some specific free agents to target. And then I give you 200, 250 words on each of them. And basically, it'll tell you why. Not not just breaking down the player and the team fit, but this is why it's a team need. This would be a good guy to go after. He's cheap or go all in on Kirk Cousins or, you know, whatever. You know, like for Denver, my, and how we do it is we pick five free agents. Five is like the easiest, the cheap guy where one with Denver was Kirk Cousins. You know, that's an obvious one. Not saying that, and I explained, these would be the pros and cons of doing it. But these would be target players. Denver and Cousins are obviously tied together. That's why I'm telling you that. But I urge you to check those out. Just keep pounding on them. You know, retweet them like crazy. Do me that, that favor. Help my wallet a little bit. So, let's talk Eagles. And before we talk about Foles, this all leads basically to the Foles conversation. So, obviously, they have a really good roster. You know, I mean, unlike a lot of Super Bowl champs, yes, Frank Reich just left, but they didn't get raided like crazy in terms of losing their coaches. You know, New England's gone through that. Um, 
their free agency situation isn't all that bad. This is a really well-built roster that if they did nothing, if they pretty much sat on their hands, which of course they won't, they would be in pretty darn good situation. And I can't envision an, uh, how this offseason would go where I w- wouldn't pick the Eagles to win the NFC East at a minimum. I mean, to me, and we, and we talked about this on the Super Bowl Odd Show, I think they should be the ones with the, the best odds. I mean, they, I think they should be the favorite to win the Super Bowl again. Of course, you guys know I love Carson Wentz, and he's a starter, guys. I mean, we'll get to Foles in a moment here, but Carson Wentz is a starter. Maybe it's not opening day if he's banged up. You know, Again, we'll talk about this situation in a little bit. Um, but their draft capital isn't very strong. I mean, that's I mean, they pick 32nd in every round. I mean, that's a wonderful problem to have. Of course, every team would, would love that situation. But in terms of making yourself better... It's not real helpful. Uh, they do have an extra fourth round pick, but guess whose it is? It's New England's. So in the fourth, they have the 31st and 32nd pick. That's a problem. They don't have a draft choice in the second or third round. That's a big deal, guys. I mean, that's a big deal. Second and third round picks are starters. They're cheap labor. You have them for four years. I'm mean, not always starters, but, you know, I mean, not having a second and third round pick is a big detriment as you prepare for your offseason. Or, man, we'd love to grab a tackle to groom behind Peters, but we don't. if we pick one, pick him in the first round, we can't help any other areas until the fourth, late in the fourth. You know, so that factors in with the full situation, too. Philadelphia is also one of the more cash-strapped franchises, you know, in terms of their salary cap right now. Um, of course, the, the good news is with these two situations is they don't have a lot of needs. They will almost definitely cut Torrey Smith. Okay, I mean, that's, that makes sense. He's not super expensive, but that'll give him a little bit of cap relief. And they have Mac Hollins, who I think is a promising downfield guy, you know, as, as the as starter opposite Alshon, who's been locked up. But maybe you'd want another receiver if you cut Torrey Smith in addition to Mac Hollins. But that could be a fourth-round pick or a cheap veteran. The Jason Peters situation is interesting because... Vitae, Big V, is he a great left tackle? No, but he got better. He's cheap. You won the Super Bowl with him. He's coming back. He's young. You could also throw Vitae at the right tackle position and move Lane Johnson to the left as a permanent situation. Peters is, is still playing really well, though. But he got injured. He's 36. I mean, just turned 36 like this month, I think. And that would allow you to save quite a bit of cap space and make you, a, you know, a, 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 be able to use that elsewhere. So my hunch is they move on from Peters and maybe it's one of those June 1st deals. And I think that saves them somewhere eight or nine million there. So that's much needed. You know, I mean, they need the cap space. And maybe that doesn't mean that he wouldn't be an Eagle next year, but maybe my hunch is, and I don't feel super strongly about this, is you cut Peters. And maybe he says, hey, I'd love to have, I'd love a a one-year deal with you guys to come back and maybe win a Super Bowl. I wasn't a chance to be part of it, but wished I was, you know, and uh, make it a cheap deal. I've made a lot of money in my career. I might be going to the Hall of Fame. So maybe you would get him back, but I think you cut him and you rolled the dice to say, 
or do you keep him or not? You know, I mean, and if you don't, you go in with Lane Johnson, who's a great right tackle that could swing over the left side. If you make that switch, I don't care, the right-left thing. And Vitae's gotten better. Rest of the line's really good. The, the first round sets up that I think there'll be some tackles there. So, interesting, you know, but again, you don't have a second or third round pick or the ability to go just add whatever you want in free agency either. The last interesting eagle whose contract is up is Nigel Bradham. Um, they, they want very active linebackers, run and hit guys. Jordan Hicks was an injury that wasn't talked about enough, you know, that they made the Super Bowl run without Hicks. And you would think he'll be fine, but he's coming off from a torn Achilles. I mean, that's a bad injury. And is he a tick slower? If so, ugh, I don't love that. Also, you know, that... Um, what's his face? Michael Kendricks is pretty high-priced, too. And there's talks that he... I mean, he's going to be an Eagle next year. But there's talks that maybe he's a salary cap casualty down the road. So... I think you'd love to bring Bradham back and really have an active, strong front seven. But I also think he'll make some money in the offseason. There's a handful of teams that could use a similar linebacker. And he runs well, and he's an athlete, and he's decent in coverage. Um, so I think he'd be a loss. So, you know, would you rather cut Peters, take your chances, and maybe bring him back and give that money to Bradham and just keep your linebackers as is? You know, how do you handle that? So, um. That basically is, you know, the, in a nutshell, what they have in their hand. You know, the, the cards that they have in terms of resources for next year, what they have. We'll talk about some needs here, which aren't many. And then we're going to talk about fulls. Okay, so we discussed what they have. They have a very good roster. They don't have a lot of needs, but they also don't have a lot of cards in their hands to add. What do, what do they really need? A, a, a number two slash or three receiver compete with Matt Collins would be nice. Darren Sproles is also a free agent. I think the running back core live, goes on without Sproles. He's not cheap. He's up in age. And you pretty much go with what you had last year. We talked about the O-line situation. It'd be wonderful to use your first round pick at 32 on a project tackle and maybe play some six offensive line sets, and he gets incorporated that way, gets his feet wet, eventually takes over for Vitae, who becomes a six guy, or Peters is in there too. That'd be wonderful. That'd be a nice luxury pick, and that'd be a great way to groom a position that's hard to find. On defense, defensive line's pretty stacked. I mean, you could always just throw another one in there, but I think you're pretty well set. If Bradham leaves, I would have loved to have said... Your first round pick or your second round pick would be his replacement. You know, that get another young guy that can really run. And maybe that's still the case. Safeties, I think, are really good. And probably a couple of you are out there going, dude, their corners aren't all that good, man. And didn't you just notice that Tom Brady threw for a bazillion yards against these guys? You know, don't they need a corner? And they may. Um,. Robinson, their slot corner, is a free agent. I should have mentioned that earlier. He had a good year. He's a good player. I don't think he'll be super expensive, but corners aren't cheap. Um, but he played well this year. So I do think that that 
is important. You know, that maybe maybe he even prioritized him over Bradham. You know, corners are more important than linebackers. So that's t- two key but not crucial defensive players that are free agents. And the other corners this year, frankly, aren't great. I like Darby. But the key here is they used two draft picks last year on corners with a lot of ability. And the key is Sidney Jones. They used a second-round pick on Sidney Jones, who I believe would have been a top 10, top 12 type of pick last year if he would have been clean, if he had been healthy. So they got him, redshirted him for this reason. Now, I have no reason to think he is any different than the player I thought he was before his injury, you know, his, his, the last college tape we saw of him. So I think he will quickly become a starter and maybe a big-time starter. So I don't think I'm real concerned about the corner position outside of Robinson, who's your slot guy. So, okay, now that brings us to Foles. Foles, first off, the Eagles, more than most teams, value backup quarterbacks. As we speak, Wentz is injured. The Eagles are in it to win it this year. I mean, and if Wentz, heaven forbid, doesn't come back in for a while, or that lingers like a luck situation, and there's no reason to think it will, or he gets hurt again, you know, you have a fantastic insurance policy on your bench, who you just won the Super Bowl with, that the team trusts. So by no means am I trying to push Foles out. But I want more cards, if I'm Howie Roseman, to go fix the rest of my roster, too. So I'm listening. I mean, more. some people are out there like, I'm not listening at all. I mean, he's my backup. We're trying to win the Super Bowl this year. We might have to call upon his services again. And I've mentioned, you know, they showed it again last year by signing Foles that they put a premium on backup quarterbacks more than some teams in the league. So he's a backup. He's an expensive backup. He's making $7.6 million. Uh, but he's a cheap starter. You know, so if you're one of these many teams looking for a quarterback and you'd have Foles under contract this year and next year, and you could negotiate with them now, you know, and sign, you know, tear his deal up and sign a long-term deal, fine, do whatever you want with him. But, you know, it doesn't concern me as an Eagle. But that makes Foles pretty attractive. That you're going to get him at a pretty nice discount starter price. And meanwhile, he's costing me a lot from an Eagles perspective as a backup. What's the price? What am I listening at? And there's a handful of those teams that are picking early to mid-second. You know, early to mid in every round. To me, that's the breaking point. If the Dolphins or Cardinals called me, and maybe the Bills, you know, I mean, the Bills is later, I mean, that's 20-ish, and said, I'll give you our second-round pick straight up for Foles. Mm. You know, like, to me, that's the least I would even consider. If the Jets or Broncos called and said, we'll give you our early second straight up for Foles. Hmm. Maybe. What if the Browns offered you the first pick in the second round for Foles? And I can see why all those teams I just mentioned, Cardinals, Dolphins, Broncos, Jets, Brownies, Bills, you know, I mean, what if, I mean, all those teams at a second round price get a cheap dude, maybe still even draft one, or the draft goes and your first round pick doesn't line up with the quarterback you want, and then you call the 
the, the Eagles on draft day, after round one goes by, and you say, hey, take our second for Foles. And I say, ah, throw in a fourth and I'll do it. Or throw in a future fourth and I'll do it. Or who's that cheap dude you drafted in the third round last year that I kind of like that's a linebacker, throw him in. Then I'm probably all in. I don't know if they would be. But to me, the minimum I'm taking is basically a mid-second rounder next year. Because remember, you don't have a second or third round pick if you're the Eagles. And I'm not even saying yes to that 100%. Um... What if Buffalo, they own, what, the 20 and 21st or, you know, 21 and 22, something like that, in the first round? What if they said, we'll give you one of those two picks for Foles? I say yes. What if they say, I'll give you one of those two picks and your two fourths, or I'll give you our first for Foles and your two fourths that are late? I still might say yes, and still I only have the ability then to solve two needs. And if you trade folds, that doesn't mean you can't sign somebody else. I mean, or I mean, I still think that would become a priority. Maybe you find a three or four million a year quarterback that's a veteran, preferably an athletic guy that can run your RPO system and all that stuff. So I'm not saying if I trade folds that I'm going in with Wentz and Sudfeld. You, know, you still can add another player, maybe Tyrod Taylor. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's not going to happen, but. So that would basically be my thought process. And the other th- approach I might take is if a team like Arizona called and said, well, we're not giving you our first. We'll give you our second. And maybe I would counter and say, how about you give us your 2019 first and we'll give you our 2019 third and fulls with the hope that Arizona, and I bring them up for a reason, is terrible this year. And maybe you end up with a top five pick a year from now. Because again, yes, you'd love to have more cards in your hand, but you don't have a ton of needs. And maybe you have more a year from now and you want to have more cards in your hand down the road. Or, you know, one of these teams, like I said, the the Buffalo offers you their second in this year and you're like, yeah, that's kind of a late pick. I mean, that's like 50th overall. Sure, we could use it, and maybe we could land a linebacker there that starts for us for a long time. But give us your second next year, too, with your fingers crossed going, eh, Buffalo might pick pretty early, and maybe that ends up being the 36th pick in the draft a year from now. So that's where I'm at on Foles. I mean, I think the Eagles hold their car- hold the cards there. They absolutely don't have to move them. I think teams will come knocking. And the minimum I'm listening to is a mid-second, but I think you could probably squeeze a little more, and I wouldn't be hasty about it. Let Cousins fall where he may, you know? Like I said, maybe even you let the first 15 picks of the draft go by, and Mayfield and Rosen and Darnold are all off the board, and teams are sitting there looking at themselves going, well, we don't really have anything here. You know, if Arizona misses out again, and... What are we going to do? You know, maybe we could call the Eagles on foals and give them a little more than we had planned. And if by chance you have to keep them, that's not so bad. Or how about this scenario too? And I meant to bring this up earlier. Wentz is coming back well. It's week two of the preseason and a quarterback goes down around the league and you're sitting there holding the best chip. You know, all the other chips have landed and you have the best backup situation in the league and Wentz is participating and it's week two or three or the preseason 
and someone gives you a Bradford-like deal. Remember the Vikings called the Eagles and said, hey, we'll give you the first next year. All right, take them. And that doesn't help you build your roster this year, but you could find a team in a bind. You know, his value is not going to go down between now and the time in the in the start of the season or now and after the first round of the draft goes by. If anything, it might go up. So there you have it. Pretty in-depth take on the Eagles offseason. Plan on doing this with um, probably every team this year, but it won't be. Last year I did them like counting down from 32 to 1 from where their draft spot was. This will just be as I write articles and as they're needed. So I'll try to get to all 32. Um, Eagles were a fun one, though. All right. Take care. Go, go uh, read all my articles. See you.